Welcome to the Innate Flow Podcast. My name is Nate Baumgartner, and you are tuning in to a vibration in the time-space continuum, communicating the wisdom, reflection, and awareness direct from the mouths of authentic truth-seekers and spiritual warriors. Drop in with us as we uncover how we as individuals can begin healing our collective consciousness in a holistic and intuitive way. Sit back, Quiet the mind and open the heart as we integrate the here and now. Jordan Stubbs is a fitness coach, a Czech practitioner. He is also a former coaching mentor of mine and was a huge inspiration in my journey to becoming nomadic and living out of a Subaru, which Jordan was doing as I was building up my motivation to quitting my job. And Jordan is one of the most thoughtful and grounded people I know, on top of having an incredibly keen sense of adventure. And it is an honor to have him on the show today. Jordan, welcome to the Innate Flow podcast. Hey, thank you, brother. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, I would love to start off with your origin story or your telling of the initial hero's journey that brought you to the path that you're on today. Okay, brother, you got three hours or (laughs) (laughs) we'll uh, we'll try and keep it short and sweet. Um, But where I usually take this is sort of where it took me in uh, where I'm at now in my coaching journey and my, my personal practice. And, you know, I'm a big believer uh, in that voids create values, right? So, you know, it, it's quite clear when we look back along the path and we see, oh, these were the challenges and these were the things we struggle with. And now here are the things that, you know, we hold dearest to our heart. So I guess growing up, love sports, you know, played pretty much everything you can think of. Always tried really hard, got subpar results generally. And uh, sort of took me until 2017. I believe I was, would have been 17 or 18 in that year playing Aussie rules football, uh, tore my hamstring four times in that year. Tore it, did the rehab, tore it, did the rehab, uh, seeing different physios, therapists, continued tearing. I actually tore it once at the physio. Um, that led me to the point where I went, you know what, fuck this. I've spent a year out at this point. I haven't gotten anywhere. If they can't help me, I'm going to help myself. So I started the, the journey of investigating training and rehab and what that looked like. That got me into the gym. That got me looking into corrective exercise. One thing led to another. And after a few years um, of stumbling around different things, I began coaching and strength and conditioning. Still wasn't finding what I was looking for in that place. Uh, that eventually led me to the check system, which is what I was looking for in uh, being in that place. And those who uh, aren't, well, I guess, I imagine most people listening to this podcast will be familiar with the check system. But for those who aren't, Paul Check, an amazing man, uh, originally developed a system of uh, corrective exercise more so, and then integrated many other holistic practices into that system itself. And that, that's where I found success in my journey. That's where I found what I was looking for originally in fixing myself. So uh, it would have been in October of 2019, I took my first Czech course. I started working with a Czech practitioner. At that point, I'd been coaching within the health and fitness industry for a couple of years, but as soon as I did a check course, I was like, oh, okay, this is what I felt called to. As much as uh, getting jacked and tanned is fun, that's not the aspect of the industry that fulfills me. You know, it's creating health and vitality. 
It's creating a, a body that's functional and allows you to do the things you want to do day to day. It's helping people get out of pain. Because to me personally, that's what I had experienced. I had no interest in all of these, you know, supplements and protocols to, you know, as I said, get jacked and tan when uh, I was in constant back pain all day, or, you know, I was unable to play the sports that I wanted to play. Um, that was a much higher priority for me. And it's often the case for, you know, people who are in those positions themselves. So that led me to check. Uh, I studied check for three years, uh, did a variety of things was working, took my practice from predominantly strength conditioning to then corrective exercise. That was great working in person until uh, the old COVID situation happened, which definitely threw a spanner in the works as it did for many and uh, decided in that to COVID proof myself and take my coaching online. Uh, and in doing that was where I really got deep into the health space. I found that if I'm going to coach people online, corrective exercise, um, it's just better done in person. So I started referring clients out wherever they were to people who could work with them in person. Uh, a lot of people in the, the States had better access to that at the time and focused my practice on health coaching at that point, which was great. Really rounded out my, my skill set. I dove much more deep into my own health. Uh, that's predominantly where I was helping my clients. And that's been the case now for you know, the past, what are we in now? Two, two and a half years at this point um or one and a half years at this point so that's been the short and sweet version of the hero's journey thus far brother one of the things that you said was the the voids create values and another way that i've heard that phrase is the resistance creates the assistance and so with the the pandemic what i saw largely was that it either you know showed people the deep shadow within themselves that they were absorbed by, or they use that as an opportunity to see the shadow, to acknowledge it, and to grow. What was your experience being an Australian living in Australia, where I know, you know, we, we had our own authoritarian policies here in the U.S., whereas I know Australia was also um, took a very authoritarian approach to the pandemic. What was your experience of that and sort of how you came to refine and find the truth amid all of the things that the, the powers that be were, were saying? Mm. Yeah, great question, man. Um, that, that period and those events were, you know, the exact challenge I needed at the time. I would say, you know, I was already quite aware of lots of things that weren't serving me. You know, I guess when I look back to that period of my life uh, in studying Czech, I'd stepped away from, you know, the, the friendships that I'd kept from school and even the workplaces that I was working in. I had an amazing job as a, a strength conditioning coach employed within a, a government funded school. And it was a, honestly like the golden goose for our industry because it's often challenging to find, you know, consistent work in that way. But I just didn't feel fulfilled. So, you know, before COVID, I'd, I'd recently left that job, gone full time in my own coaching practice. Um, I was also in a relationship, which just no longer felt fulfilling. So, with the the shakeup of COVID, I, I stepped away from that. I stepped away from literally every social connection that I had at that point because they weren't serving me. Um, the benefit of COVID in, in that time was <laughs> we weren't allowed to. Uh, go outside of five kilometers of our house before being pulled over and asked, what are you doing? Um, so that was an interesting time. It certainly kept me at home, really put me into a, a hermit stage 
of my life. I was also much earlier in my personal development journey. So I was really learning a lot about myself in that period. And as I was learning about archetypes and all these different things, I actually thought that I was an introvert through that practice because I did just go inwards. I really enjoyed that time I spent by myself. Um, I really got to keep deeply connect with who I was and what I wanted out of life. Um, and that provided a lot of opportunities. You know, the online space was booming. Um, I don't believe we connected until a little bit later down the line, but, you know, that's how I came across the deeper strong coach community. I'd been, you know, familiar with it for a while and was in touch with a few coaches, but couldn't go out and see anyone. So I was just striking up conversations with strangers on the internet. And uh, that allowed me to make some, you know, really, really beautiful connections and friends and um, business partners and, you know, led to some really amazing opportunities. So there were many fruits that came from the, the challenge of uh, COVID, um, but yeah, ultimately I felt very, very supported. You know, obviously it's not without challenges. You know, you've experienced that being unvaccinated in a, a space where 95% of people or whatever are, um, yeah, you know, you end up feeling like, a, uh, like you don't belong to some degree, which maybe <laughs> may be true, um, but yeah, it, it certainly had its, its benefits in many ways as well. To, to what do you attribute your resilience and your awareness of, you know, being able to go inward and see, you know, for example, like you said, like, oh, this is the time that I get to become a hermit and to really reflect and refine who it is that I am on my development journey. Is that something that you feel was innately in you already, or that's, that was something that you had to find as a mindset and a spiritual practice? Mm. I'd say a little bit of both. Um, it was actually at that time uh, where I was in a relationship with a previous partner and, um, you know, COVID was just rolling around and whatnot. I actually heard a piece of advice from Paul Check, and all these things just came at once, right? And this piece of advice that I heard, uh, actually, now that I think about it, I was also reading The Alchemist for the first time, very common book that many people have read about the hero's journey. Um, and anyway, that piece of advice went, uh, let your eyes do the seeing, let your hear ears do the hearing, but let your heart be your compass. When I heard that on a podcast in Paul's like squeaky voice, <laughs> lightning bolt straight down my spine. I said like stop where I was walking. And from that moment onwards, I have lived my life by that you know piece of advice. So that was a real turning point for me and learning to, you know, I guess, follow my heart's compass, my intuition to some degree. And from that point, that just led me to, you know, go inwards. It wasn't much of a, a conscious thought and thinking, okay, like now this is the time to do this or that. I just followed what I felt called to. And that was absolutely pulling out of every social connection I had so that I could go inward. Um, a lot of the work that I was doing at that time too was getting in my yin and my feminine, you know, the, the coach that I was working with at the time within the Czech system made it very clear to me that, you know, my, my past years of going hard at everything and burning myself out in school and work and business and whatnot, um, I was overly yang. I didn't have any yin in my life. So I took up qigong, you know, I got really into cooking and really nourishing my body with food. I got the, the much needed sleep that I had needed for, for so many years. I gave up coffee for 18 months um, and really did just slow down. So there was also a, a great element of that. Um, but that wasn't overly thought out it was just following what felt right at the time and absolutely you know turned out so much for the better mm. 
yeah, the, listening to the energetic pull of the seasons and of what we're being called to within the different areas of our life in finding whatever that unique balance between the masculine and the feminine looks like is for me has been a process of curiosity, really like dropping in and listening to what my body needs. And at present, like I've been feeling in a very deep yin space in my business, you know, about the beginning of this year, I launched uh, a program, the microdosing program. And like that, that came with a lot of very yang energy. And I've been sort of coasting on that feeling the flow and dropping into receptivity for, for inspiration to continue um, in just the, the listening to whatever is there to receive. And yeah, I'm curious what your process looks like in refining that balance, in looking to to see what there is in the world and in the metaphysical for for inspiration and then acting, coming into the masculine. For sure, man. I mean, when it comes to, you know, yin yang, the two forces, as we call them in, in the Czech system, right. the, the greatest piece of advice I've gotten that's really helped me find balance is, is a bit of a reframe, right, from the word balance. When, when I hear balance, I think of 50-50, like two weights on a scale. Um, I imagine like yin yang, but it's just like a, a line down the middle and just exactly half and half. That, that was my idea of balance. So when I started to bring yin into my life, to a certain point, you know, I just needed a lot of it. And then I was like, all right, I'll, cool. I'll keep everything 50-50. And it's just not what was required to create flow in my life. And, you know, I had a, a reframe provided to me that what you're looking for in yin-yang isn't balance, it's harmony, mm. right? That may not be 50-50. It could be. It could be 60-40, 70-30. It could be 95-5. And this is where we get into as well. Like, obviously, you know, there's the yin and the yang and the yang and the yin. For everyone at different times, it's going to be different. Like for the masculine and feminine, like you and I are men and generally more masculine in nature. doesn't mean that we won't have feminine or yin parts of ourselves, right? But it's unlikely to be 50% of ourselves, right? It's likely to be a, a dose here or there. Sometimes it might be 90%, right? And this is where like we're going with the, the flow of things in general. Whereas, you know, for a woman, typically, the majority of her nature will be yin. And it will only be a smaller percentage or, you know, smaller aspects of her life where she needs to be more yang and masculine. And this is, you know, I guess getting to a, a bit of a tangent at this point. But if you're familiar with the work of David Data, uh, The mm -hmm. Way of the Superior Man, he talks about, you know, the stages of masculinity and femininity and where we've lost these uh, masculine and feminine dynamics by looking for 50-50 for, for, you know, equality, so to speak, right, where, you know, men and women do the same work and you know, raise kids in the same way and more power to that. I'm all for human rights. We have to be careful in going down this path and losing our true nature, right? If everything truly is 50-50. If everything is balanced and even, there's no polarity. There's no polarity. There's no movement. Everything's stagnant. Um, so yeah, I guess the, the take home point for me with all of that is, you know, to find your your balance within you know yin and yang and you know where you need to lean one way or the other that the key for me has been remembering it's not 50 50 there's times where you know i've pushed the limit way too far on the yang side and really needed just well let's go all yin for the time being you know let's just put on the brakes all together um and, you know at other times it's time to send it
you know, you would have felt it in, you know, releasing your, your microdosing program. Like it's just, just go, go, go. You get up, you work, you know, you're training, everything's firing. Like, and that, that's beautiful. We just, you know, we need to maintain harmony as we do that. Are you familiar with Angelo Cisco? I am not. All right. He, he's uh, the alpha hippie on Instagram. Um, he, he does a lot of work with the strong coach and with uh, Enlifted and the, the general community that we are both within. And um, he, he talks a lot about, um, you know, the, the masculine is that which we aspire to make proud and the feminine is that which nurtures us. And when we look at these aspects of our life that we are engaging with, it's helpful to see them as inputs and fine tuning these inputs. And like he even breaks it down to the point where he talks about um, protein being masculine energy. You know, it builds us up, it creates strength in our bodies. And then carbohydrates are the feminine. They nurture us, they make us feel, you know, at ease and they make us feel good. And then fats are divine energy. And the same with music, with the, the music we consume. And so when we look at how we are constructing the, the data that we consume and the, the inputs, all of the things that we consume in our lives, it's helpful to look at what period we are in and what we're working to cultivate to create that harmony, as you mentioned. Absolutely, man. Yeah. And, you know, this is where we start to get to you know, the bridges between spirituality and personal development, a, a holistic practice as a whole, right? Like for me, I just get so excited about all of these things because I, I see them as a, a means to an end in enriching my quality of life, you know, showing up better, um, getting more shit done, you know, achieving the things that I want to achieve, experiencing the experiences um, I want to experience, right? Yeah. And to speak to that, you had the experience of living nomadically for what I, I imagine more than a year. Um, you were on the road just under, yeah. just under a year. Okay. I'm curious in being in that flow and I, it's something that I'm in at present. What, what was that like for you? And I imagine there's an aspect of adventure that comes with that. And what, what is your relationship with adventure on the nomadic journey? Mm. Uh, I guess, you know, to speak to the, the overall experience, you know, it comes with its, its ups and downs. You know, you see the highlights on Instagram of van life and whatnot and how amazing that is. And uh, that's not to say it's not without its, its challenges um, in, in Australia around more towards the, the tail end of my travels and what sort of brought me to the end of it. We had a, a weather system event called La Nina um, of some sort. It was just raining. It's been raining all year. Uh, particularly further up the east coast of Australia where I was traveling and living uh, out of a van working on a laptop <laughs> is not the most fun when it is raining all day every day so you know that that, that was a challenge you know that that made it not the uh, most enjoyable experience and made me you know rethink some things but then obviously you know have all the the upsides of that you get to uh, experience new places you know be out in nature for me the biggest thing is meeting new people um, you know, beautiful connections that arise just through, you know, talking to strangers and what comes with that, um, you know, that there's beauty in travel and uh, broadening your horizons. And I'm really looking forward to, you know, diving back into that space in good time. What One of the things that you mentioned was thinking that you were an, in, an introvert. 
was mm. was your experience on the road one of the things that opened you up to the possibility that you were more social absolutely so i guess the the timeline of things started traveling last year being 2021 so 2020 is when i quote unquote thought i was an introvert right i was getting deeper and deeper into personal development and you know just felt very centered in myself and didn't want social connection uh, a big part of that though was being unable to find like-minded people in my community you know uh, at the time i was still living at home i'm back here at the moment moving away in a few weeks and uh, there's just not many people <laughs> into the things that we are into my friends so uh, it was simply challenging for me to find people i could relate to and connect to as i you know got to know myself further uh, taking a few Czech courses, you know, traveling around the country and meeting people. And that way I got these like glimpses of, oh, okay, I actually really enjoy social connection in these ways. And then obviously, you know, connecting with people like yourself online showed me, oh, maybe there, there is something here. But it wasn't until I actually started traveling and really, really lent into all the people that I was meeting and developing uh, relationships where, you know, I sort of came to discover, hang on, my life feels deeply enriched and nourished by, you know, all of these social activities I'm doing, all these people I'm connecting with. And when I went through periods of withdrawing from that, I'm able to be by myself. You know, I like solitude. It simply wasn't as nourishing for myself. I did not find that same fulfillment that I find from interacting with people. You know, I'm a coach for God's sake. Like I, I work with people day to day like that, that fills my cup. So why wouldn't that be the case, you know, in my, my social life as well? So uh, between having many social interactions and a, a few plant medicine experiences in that nomadic journey as well, uh, it became very clear to me that I am absolutely extroverted, not in the uh, boisterous sense. And I guess we stereotypically look at, at least for myself, I always thought of extroverts as being these big energy characters. Look at me, you know, need to be the, the life of the party. Um, so that certainly isn't me, but uh, I'm deeply nourished by, you know, having many social connections and, you know, since leaning into that, even since stopping traveling uh, and coming back to Melbourne, just really focusing on broadening my social network and, you know, being uh, more of a I guess, social butterfly uh, has been deeply nourishing for me. And you, you had mentioned plant medicine in supporting you in that awareness. I'm curious about, you know, what your relationship with mind altering substances was growing up and then how as you matured and came into the check system and an understanding of mind body spirit connection and holistic health how that relationship evolved and how plant medicine has supported you in discovering yourself and learning more about who you are yeah great question so in in recent years i've had very limited experience with plant medicines, you know, only a handful of journeys, all of which have been quite conscious. Growing up, it was uh, the opposite. Many, many journeys of different substances, which was completely unconscious. Um, I, I've used drugs and alcohol from a, a young age. I, I didn't see it that way at the time, but absolutely looking back, you know, I partied well beyond what served me from, you know, my, my teenage years all the way through until, you know, about 20. Um, and that, you know, served its purpose in many ways. You know, it was a lot of fun. You know, it would be, you know, poor of me to not acknowledge that. It's also very damaging for my body, for my mental, emotional health. Um, but more at a, at a deeper level, I, I think it grew me up. 
I did grow me up, you know. Uh, people often comment, you know, I'm, I'm 22. People run into me and be surprised at how, I guess, mature I am. They, they think I'm older than what I am. And I, I attribute a lot of that to, you know, my experiences with uh, plant medicines and party drugs at a young age and also, you know, the um, context in which I was involved in them, you know, coming across some things that were probably what ideals come across at a, a young age. And yeah, why do you it, feel it, that is? Uh, Can you go into detail on that? Uh, I don't want to go too deep. Let's just say uh, hanging out with um, some people I wouldn't recommend a, a young teenager hang out with. Um, yeah, certain activities that wouldn't be recommended. Um, I saw some shit, mate. I saw some okay. shit, which uh, helped, helped me. Um, yeah elevated my maturity in some ways i was less worried about you know um minecraft at that point as a 14 year old if we put it that way so um i i honestly think at a i believe at a at a deep soul level i was called to that though you know without realizing it at the time you know i was accessing uh, states of consciousness that allowed me to think in different ways and see the world in different ways and you know, gave me a, a different insight on life and honestly a, a wisdom that came through just through these experiences of, you know, using MDMA and other substances, really allowing me to rewire, you know, my brain and my perspectives. And it was completely unconscious and subconscious. Uh, my, I guess my body, um, my ego was guiding me to what I actually needed. Um, Regardless of that, though, took many years off all substances and uh, medicines. Even, you know, I had 18 months off coffee. And it was only, you know, since later deciding to reintegrate a lot of these things in my life. Well, at that point, I'd really grown up. Right? I'd really developed. Um, I'd become a man. And, you know, it was uh, probably just before I, I left um, in becoming nomadic for a period of time is when I started to reintegrate plant medicines. And that's probably where I got the most value and insight because i actually understood or was able to later understand and integrate what was happening rather than a, an unconscious scrambling and shaking of what's going on inside and you know the result of that being what it'll be can you go into depth on what that relationship that you built after having had this period of abstinence in re-exploring them from a more conscious way look like in supporting you and in catalyzing your growth and awareness for sure, man. So, you know, probably the one that stands out the most would be my, my use of cannabis. You know, I wasn't a, I guess I've really never been a large cannabis smoker, but um, as a, as a, a teenager, I got nothing out of it. It was just, you know, something other than being sober. Um, never really enjoyed drinking so much. So, you know, in some social context, just absolutely blazed um, and never found any, any benefit in that. Um, however, since returning to cannabis use, which again, I, I use infrequently, but I found a much healthier relationship with that. And that provided many more benefits rather than going, okay, let's see how high we can get. I said, okay, well, let's see what we can access in this space. And rather than, you know, uh, hitting the bong for, you know, too long a period or trying to, you know, smash a whole joint by myself, uh, let's experiment with this, you know, one drag of a joint, let's put that away. Let's see what happens and began exploring from that space. And what I later found is if the, the sweet spot was a, a three out of 10, I was jumping straight to a, a 10 out of 10 and missing all of the benefits there, right? Which I'm sure we've all done at some point. Uh, just took a bit of experimentation for me to experience. And then 
all of a sudden, you know, I'm able to access all these things that people talk about and, you know, cannabis uh, opening up a, a different frame of mind, being able to, you know, consider things from a different perspective, explore ideas, and then take that back with me, you know, then, you know, I might journal or have conversations with friends and then look into different things. And, you know, that that's where I went, oh, you know, the, 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 I had heard, you know, since getting into personal development and whatnot, people speak of the, the benefits of plant medicines, but that was the first time I'd actually been able to experience it myself, and you know, have proof for myself in that. Yeah, I find that cannabis is a very accessible psychedelic, you know, from the age of 14, 15, I went to a very hippie high school in, you know, southwestern Wisconsin and grew up around a lot of cannabis and consuming it relatively regularly as a way of socializing with people. And, you know, in a sense, using it to escape. And it's really only in the past couple of years that I have begun creating ceremony around it. And with that, find, like you're saying, that I interact with it on such a small amount that it's like taking one or two puffs and then I'm there versus, you know, feeling like I have to go around multiple times and finish the whole joint versus being much more intentional and seeing where where that takes me based on the intention that I've set in sitting with it. Um, what does integration of these experiences look like for you and how you go beyond the veil of moving from this reality into the reality of the medicine and then bringing that wisdom, bringing the, the wisdom of the medicine back into your quote unquote sober life. Yeah, man, this is a topic that I absolutely love because in my opinion, you no, know, it's, it's neglected by many and even, even beyond plant medicines, right? Like I hold the perspective that many, many practices, many things in our life um, can be experienced in a similar way to plant medicine but for personal development reasons. And it might take me a little while to explain, but it's been a really useful practice for me to integrate. So uh, funny that I mentioned the word integrate there. <laughs> so I guess to, to break it down, you know, the way that I look at plant medicine, right, is that we, we enter into a journey and generally, you know, some insight may come from that. And then there is work to be done in implementing, you know, the learnings, the teachings, the realizations, whatever that be. Um, you know, things that have come up for me personally, you know, my relationship with my father, my relationship um, to finances, root chakra, stress in that way. That's all great for me to now gain awareness of these things that I was previously unconscious of. But if I do a plant medicine journey one weekend, I realized that, oh my God, you know, there was this thing that I was uh, making unconscious and, you know, not being aware of. And I go in next weekend and do another plant medicine journey. I'm missing the point, right? For me personally, I don't see the point in doing another plant medicine journey until I feel like I've really made progress with that thing that I was working on. So as an example, you know, when it came to uh, root chakra, there was a lot of things that came up early when I first uh, re-engaged with plant medicines. So there was a lot of work to be done. I spent a lot of time, you know, diving into my relationship with money and my relationship with fear, um, my overall safety and security within myself and in social settings. I didn't need another medicine journey for months on end at that point because I had so much to work with. And this is where, you know, I then bring this over to uh, other aspects of personal development. You know, plant medicine can be a means of acquiring knowledge. 
but that knowledge is not really useful to us until we do something with it. You know, I went through a period of time uh, where I just studied everything. You know, I came out of school, I went to uni, I was studying Czech, I was reading books, I was listening to podcasts. You know, my dad affectionately said that I was consuming the internet, just downloading it all. That was great for me. I learned lots of things. I wasn't doing anything with it. There's only so much that you can apply. So I actually took all of last year off of studying altogether. No books, no courses. Uh, the only you know mentorship that I did was with the Strong Coach. I was very conscious in choosing that. Outside of that, I did not allow myself to read a personal development book, um, partake in any uh, thing that would provide new things for me to work on because I already had 101 things to work on. I already had so much to integrate. You know, things had come up, um, not necessarily in plant medicine journeys in 2020, but, you know, in therapy sessions, things that I had yet to, to fully apply and work through. So why would I go learn about, you know, the, the latest and greatest fad or hack or, you know, go dive into the well again with plant medicine to be shown more things for me to work on when, you know, there was already so much there in front of me. What I found in doing that and simply working with what was present, you know, the challenges that I was currently encountering through last year, you know, the things that I was working towards, what was stopping me from getting there, um, all the lessons that had come up, but I was yet to, to fully work with. I, I learned the most that I've ever had. I've learned, ugh, I learned the most I had ever learned last year without actively, you know, seeking knowledge. That was a really big lesson for me and the importance of integration. Uh, you know, another example that comes to mind is even in breath work. You know, like breath work is amazing. You know, you and I did a, a little practice before beginning here. And I wouldn't call that, you know, a, a giant breath work ceremony, but become quite popular to, you know, do some really intense cathartic breathing and bring up all these things. And people see that as healing. Um, there may be healing for them in that. They may have experienced that. I've done many breath work journeys uh, myself in that way. And, you know, I have experienced uh, small fractions of healing through that processing things. But for me, it's been quite similar to a plant medicine journey. I'm, I'm reflected with things. Things come up for me. But that, that's not the healing itself. That's just the awareness. That's the beginning. Mm -hmm. That's the little push. Hey, go look down this path. And then there's the work to be done after that. You know, so this is where I think a lot of people uh, may struggle in their journeys. They kind of spin their wheels to some degree because they're constantly looking for the answer. They're constantly looking for the healing or the treatment within the, the practice or the ceremony or whatever it is that the next book, the next course, uh, the next partner, like whatever that is, rather than going, okay, there's many things here in front of me, or even, you know, the most recent thing that's come up. Okay. What can I do about that? If it's about, you know, opening your heart chakra and receiving love, well, let's work on that. Let's not, you know, dive into something else. Um, so yeah, that, that's, I guess, my, my take and my experience on the importance of integration and where the, the work needs to be done there. Yeah. For, for the longest time, especially at the beginning of my personal development journey, which was like back in 2013, 2014, was, I felt to a certain degree, looking back on it, like an addiction. Like I was consuming all of these things and getting this dopamine hit of inspiration that was like, oh, I, I want that next piece of knowledge. And like you said, like getting, getting that ultimate truth, getting to that ultimate answer of, oh, this next thing with this next thing, it's finally going to all click and I'm going to have it all figured out when in reality, it's just 
like social media, like the scrolling and scrolling and scrolling or like consuming alcohol and trying to get to that, you know, deeper space of feeling connection or numbing to, to something that, you know, ultimately we get the opportunity to feel and allow it to come up for us to fully process. You mentioned breath work and we, we both had the opportunity to do the, the same inflow breathwork certification will has been a guest on this podcast um, i'm curious what influence breathwork has in your in your coaching practice at present i know you work as a coach within a, a coaching business and does does that have any application for you at present in what you coach not not to the context in which um it does with my my personal coaching clients so for, okay. for context majority of the work that i'm doing is in weight loss for middle-aged men and you know generally that coaching is for people who are quite early in their their health and fitness journey so um not quite sure you know of your origin story but you know for a lot of people they're not even aware of what breath work is let alone plant medicines you know ayahuasca is hippie shit to right. them right all that they're, they're worried about is you know how can i you know lose this this belly that's present. So for my clients in that space, we're not talking about uh, plant medicines journey, plant medicine journeys or breath work or things like that, because they're, they're not quite open to it generally at that point. However, after we have you know gone through the, the basics of health and they've seen success in their, their overall fitness journey, they're achieving a body composition in which, you know, they're, they're much more comfortable with. Then we, we open up the floor for these conversations for, you know, are you aware of this? Are you aware of this? Uh, and that then usually leads us to breathing at one point or another. Now, still at that point, you know, generally they're not open to, you know, conversations of, you know, deep breathwork journeys and, you know, diving into the unconscious and what's present there. But, you know, I'm sure everyone here has benefit or experienced the benefits of just basic conscious breathing, you know, box breathing, right? Like it's, and it's become quite popular, which is awesome. You know, there's so much power in being able to regulate your autonomic nervous system in that way, simply by, controlling the breath so you know that is the the most common tool that i use with coaching clients and simply teaching them like hey if you're stressed if you're wound up you will notice that your breath increases you begin breathing you know short and sharp into the chest potentially through the mouth um, and that is a, a result of the stress that's present in your system as a result you can then alter the breath to send a different signal to the system and buffer some of that stress that's present now. If interest rates have gone up, you're struggling to pay your mortgage, if you know, you're having a fight with the missus, whatever that is, is that going to solve your problems? No, it will allow you to cope better. It will allow you to bring yourself into a state in which you can manage things more effectively. And you know, that in itself is priceless. And it, you, know, you and I both know that's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the breath itself. But what a, what a valuable tool to have. What's happening, friends? I'm interrupting this episode to talk with you about something of incredible importance. We live in a time where there's much polarization and fracturing in the world, so much so that much of our society has internalized this energy, creating symptoms of depression, anxiety, and other mind viruses. This is why the world needs you now more than ever. It needs your integrity, your empowerment, and your capacity to serve the world most fully with your gifts. And one of the most powerful allies that I have encountered in my healing journey has been psychedelic mushrooms. I imagine you've heard of microdosing, but may not know where to start. This is why I created the Innate 
Flow Microdose Immersion. Over 12 weeks, you will build your relationship with these plant medicine teachers in a safe and effective way, connecting with the deeper truth of who you are and why you're here in this life, befriending the different parts of yourself and building a vision for your life within a supportive community. Through the wisdom of mystery traditions and sacred healing practices, you will build a practical tool belt for living with intention and proactivity, allowing you to shift from being stuck in a fight or flight response towards your life into creating the dream version of it. Reach out to me at innate.flow on Instagram to schedule a free discovery call and see if the immersion is right for you. Talk with you soon. I think it can give you a glimpse into the flow that that can create, even when you're in the midst of a situation that would normally upregulate you. When you find the the ability to consistently come back to the breath, I imagine in these people who, in these men who you coach, just providing them with these very simple practices can be very supportive of them in learning to deal with stress that comes at them in their day-to-day life. Absolutely, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm curious what, in having gone through this journey of living nomadically and, you know, leading workshops for people in building and being a part of these different communities in your travels throughout Australia, what is your biggest joy and what is your process of pursuing your bliss? Mm. Great question. Great question. Uh, it definitely comes back to, you know, that that topic that we were chatting about earlier, you know, following the heart. That, that really has been my intention since back in 2020. Um, and, you know, that, that's, not a, that's not a simple journey. You know, we, we would, the, I guess the message or the guidance that comes from the heart itself is simple. However, you know, we do many things to get in our own way in doing that. So, you know, over the, the past few years, you know, um, I've definitely been pursuing my bliss, but at the same time, I've been getting caught up at times in my own head or, you know, stories that have come through from other people or whatever present, whatever is present there. So um, the past six months for me, since, you know, returning back to Melbourne, coming back to home with, you know, a, a new level of awareness and wisdom has really allowed me to unpack a lot of those things and figure out, okay, what is it? that I want out of life. Um, and th- this is actually leading to me to you know, what's coming up in the next few weeks for me. So recently I've decided, uh, you know, where I want to take things and, you know, where my, my bliss truly is. Um, for those who know me closely, they know that I'm a massive fan of mixed martial arts. It's, it's probably, you know, my, my greatest hobby and, you know, what gives me a lot of uh, joy and entertainment in following that sport. And I, uh, as a, a young child trained Taekwondo, competed at a pretty decent level. And that was so, so deeply nourishing for me. You know, it's probably the, the sport that I've connected to the most. But, you know, as we do as a, a teenager, if something's not cool, we generally tend to stray away from it. So um, as I got into high school, I, I stepped away from Taekwondo because I, I perceived it to not be cool anymore. And it was only in 2020, um, or actually 2021, where I came back to martial arts, started practicing Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu and uh, fell in love, you know, with, with martial arts once again. I did stop that. Uh, I was very, very keen on traveling, and I knew if I kept training, <laughs> I would not start traveling. So I stepped away for a period of time. Uh, I started traveling. And then now, you know, I've come to the point, I mean, oh, you know, do I travel again? Do I do this? Do I do that? And, you know, with really centering myself within 
um, me and what I actually want out of life, martial arts is one of the, the highest things on that. So rather than, you know, logicking my way through my head on I should do this first, you know, I was training for a marathon, uh, which is something I still plan on doing at this point, but I was creating these stories as to what makes sense right in for me in my life well if i'm going to travel i should do endurance sports because it's easy to train on the road and then once i'm finished traveling at that point i can do martial arts and just just navigating thinking my way through things rather than feeling it's okay what do i feel called to oh okay let's do that so yeah it's really just been this process of unwinding a lot of those things over the past six months getting out of my own way and what's become clear to me is that my own health and fitness journey is a, a really high priority i still have some things to learn there as we all do. So I found a, a mentor um, further up the coast in Australia who I'm going to be working with. And, you know, there was nothing I would rather do than work with her, take my own body to another level and then get back to training martial arts. So that is my bliss. That is what I'm actively chasing. And uh, I believe it's in a little over two weeks time. I'll be making the trip up the coast once again, living nomadically for a period and then settling in in a, a new home up in Queensland. What would you say? And I imagine there's an aspect of the unknown in that. What What is your biggest fear at present? And how are you engaging with fear even more broadly in your life? You know, you alluded to that sacral chakra or the root chakra of safety and security and really stepping out into what you're feeling called to. Um, how, how do you engage with fear? Mm. So yeah, one really most recent one, actually I'll go to a more previous one. It's probably the, the best way of describing this timeline. So um, coming out of 2020, um, a big thing that came up for me was facing my fears, you know, realizing that there were these blockages at a, a root chakra level um, that were really, really holding me back in many, many ways. Uh, a big part of that was on a financial level, but even, you know, more, I guess, more deep than that um, at, a, at a survival level was just fear of, you know, safety in general, like physical violence, not being able to defend myself. Um, that was very, very present for me. You know, I love martial arts. I got back into, you know, watching mixed martial arts and uh, that as a sport. I couldn't even, well, at least I, I felt as though I couldn't defend myself, whether I could or couldn't, didn't matter because I, I believed that I couldn't, right? So that created like quite a disturbing experience within myself. I really, really feared like getting in the ring, you know, having a fight, right? Like having a, a kickboxing match. So what I do, I started training Muay Thai. Uh, I faced that fear and I was I was training for a fight. Um, but then, you know, came the, the time of wanting to travel and the opportunities that came up there. So I put things on hold there. But I got to the point in, you know, sparring and uh, training with others who, you know, did fight where, you know, that, that was no longer a fear for me. You know, I had faced that. Um, there was no longer that, uh, nervous excitement that comes with, you know, um, that being, you know, super, super charged for me. Obviously, you know, you get a little bit of that um, every time, you know, you, you step in the ring and have a confrontation in that way, but not to the same degree, like to the point where, you know, like I'd be stressing about it two days before training, like thinking about what's the come in that way. So that was um, really awesome for me to step into that nervous excitement and face my fears. The, the more recent one that's come up, you know, it's a, a super exciting opportunity for me to move, you know, 2000 kilometers uh, further north um, to a, a place where, you know, I know some people around the area, I'm not overly close with anyone. I don't have any, any close friends in that space. Um, 
I don't, you know, know who I'm going to be living with. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to move there see what happens. I work online. So why not change things up? That in itself, uh, there's a bit of nervous excitement that comes from that stepping into a, a new space. But uh, I got quite comfortable with that. The, the thing that created more fear for me was, you know, hearing uh, about the rental market up there, you know, as I'm looking for a place to stay, everyone's talking about how, you know, it's impossible to find a rental Um you know, everyone's really struggling. People are getting kicked out of their places and whatnot. And uh, that was quite stressful for me because I've made these plans to step into this space and this community and all of a sudden we may not have a, a place to live. Um, so I was, I was stressing over that to some degree. And then there was an element of leaning into that fear going, okay, well, I am nervous about this and that may be a, a motivation for me. And you know, double down on my, my searches there rather than, you know, getting frozen and, and caught up in the prospect of not being able to find a place to stay. And, you know, now I've connected with some awesome individuals I'm going to be in a, a share house with exactly, you know, where I would like to establish myself uh, within that community. So uh, rather than feeling that fear, getting frozen as I used to and, you know, being stuck in inaction, um, now, I intend to, not perfect, sometimes I still get frozen to some degree, but in general, I am leaning into that nervous excitement. Um, that is honestly my guidance as to, you know, where I need to go. The things that I'm comfortable with uh, are no longer going to support me in growth. They're not going to stretch me. Whereas those things that make me very uncomfortable, but I'm also kind of keen for, uh, they're the things that I fear and they're the things that, you know, assist me in my growth and my personal development. I, I love that you brought up combat sports and martial arts because that has been a major part of my own journey, being the captain of our boxing club in college and having three amateur fights in Bulgaria, was you notice the these aspects and commonalities across these sports that the people who engage in this way, who you know regularly test themselves against other people, have such a uh, respect for for violence and for even that that upregulation of the nervous system because they engage with it in such a controlled way that it becomes a practice of you know microdosing stressing your system out in that way and find that the the people who practice martial arts are some of the calmest people you've met and and it's that practice similar to doing cold baths or taking cold showers or even breath work where you're taking yourself into the depths of meeting that edge and seeing where you find yourself in that and that's typically where growth occurs the most and where you get to really refine yourself absolutely brother yeah many 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 lessons learned in that you know I'm very grateful for all the ice baths I had done prior to getting into combat sports again, because uh, they taught me how to regulate my nervous system. And then, you know, stepping into the ring and being extremely upregulated there and needing to, you know, bring myself uh, back down and being more centered, um, you know, then taught me to then getting into even more stressful experiences some very challenging plant medicine experiences, you know, other stressful confrontations in different ways, you know, relationships and whatnot. Um, being stretched in that way then gives you the capacity to deal with larger and larger amounts of stress. You know, like um, when you hear stories of Navy SEALs and, you know, the, the conditions that they put themselves through and then you see, you know, how they show up in different aspects of life. 
their boundaries of stress have been stretched to the point where now they can remain centered and grounded in you know situations that we can't even begin to imagine how we would you know sort of do that um, simply through you know the practice and the the training in that way. Yeah, it really is is supportive in counterintuitive ways to to helping us learn so much more about who we are and why we're here. And I'd love to hear about your envisioning of your life. After you work with this Trek practitioner, you have begun re-engaging with combat sports and having had this experience of being nomadic, um, what what do you see your life looking like in that space of six months down the road a year down the road um that that is your that is your dream that is your ideal state mm. yeah this is a this is a funny one because you know three to six months ago i could have told you all of these things and three to six months before that i could have told you all these things but i guess through uh the past few years i've come to realize that these these things change you know the plans change the reality changes you know our, our goals and dream change dreams change at least for me personally, right? So uh, rather than getting caught up uh, in the timeline of things and how, you know, this is going to happen and that's going to happen and this is what I want and that's what I want, uh, I, I, lately I really have stepped back to, okay, what do I want right now? What's like right in front of me? What is within reach, even though it feels quite far away? You know, for me, moving 2,000 kilometers up the coast felt quite far away and then it came to the point the other week where I was like, hang on, I'll just do this right now. So I booked it in, uh, took some leave off work and you know, I, I'm taking action on that rather than getting caught up in other things that actually are out of reach, you know, like what's to come after the, the six months of training with the coach that I'm going to be working with or, you know, whatever comes up there. Um, I've stopped putting a lot of energy into that because, you know, I've stressed myself out um, so many times by going, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and changing plans and changing that, whatever it is, it's become... Um, much less stressful for me to go okay this is what i want right now let's put my energy towards that and then when i'm there i'll know what i want next and then i'll put my energy towards that and th those timelines could vary that could be in you know what i want today you know like uh i didn't fill up my water bottle after getting on the call so what i want right now is is more water <laughs> in my water bottle um but you know further to that you know well, i know um in my in my horizons is you know getting back into to martial arts and having you know uh many competitions in different martial arts and ultimately competing in mixed martial arts um that is within reach to some degree rather than me you know going beyond that and going my my 10-year vision or whatever it is um i really struggle with that because it's chopped and changed so much maybe that comes from me being younger you know like at, at being 22 to think about like 10 years time is pretty much like half of my, my lifetime so far and so much is going to change there something else that's just been really present for me i'm getting on attention you know is learning you know about yeah uh in personal development you know um development of the ego more yes you know the ego isn't fully developed until 23 you know some and is now saying all the way up until 30 right so how can i how can i quote unquote know myself if i haven't fully developed yet um, so they, these are things that are really present for me and looking to, okay, like, uh, who am I? What do I want out of life? I, I know what I want right now, but I also notice, you know, at least for the, the past few years of being really conscious of this changes, you know, as I grow and develop and have different experiences. So 
it would be uh, silly for me at this point to say, yeah, I'm going to do this, this, and this, you know, this is what I'm working towards. This is what I want out of life because I'm still learning and growing at such a rapid rate where that continues to change. 100% feel that deeply. And I'm curious if someone is really resonating with what you're putting out with what you've been discussing on this podcast, um, you do one-on-one coaching, correct? I do. Uh, my books are closed at the moment. You know, the, the company that I'm working within is growing at, at such a rapid rate. Uh, that's where I'm directing all of my energy at okay. the moment. Um, however, if people do feel called to reach out, you know, absolutely do send me a message. Find me on Instagram at jordan.stubbs. Um, I always love to chat in these ways. Uh, at some point later this year, if not next year, I will be opening back up to, to one-on-one coaching clients. Um, but yeah, just for the, the time being, I have closed that off to allow me to focus on yeah the other clients that I'm serving and myself as well, man. You know, like it's really important to remember that maybe there's coaches listening to this as well, but we can get lost in coaching our clients and, you know, forget about our own journeys. And we think we're, we're still working on it to some degree, but sometimes we do really need to step back and dive into us uh, and what that looks like. So that, that's really been a process for me this year, rather than, you know, taking a coaching load in one space and I was still taking other coaching clients uh, I felt though as though the the self-nourishment was lacking. You know, I wasn't able to really dive deep into all these things that I wanted to and learning about myself and experiencing life because my energy was just going outwards, you know, coming back to yin yang. I was just giving, 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 supporting, 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 uh, but wasn't, you know, nourishing myself. So that's where I'm at at the moment. Always down for a chat though. So yeah, feel free to hit me up at jordan.stubs on Instagram. And yeah, we can take things from there. And I imagine that that'll be a great place for people who wish to follow your journey as well and the things that, that you are engaging with as you know you work to to balance those two forces, the the yin yang, the masculine, feminine, and to to see the the deep wisdom that you convey because you are only 22 and you you have a deep level of maturity and wisdom to provide the world. And I'm grateful to be able to call you a brother and to have you in my life. And yeah, I'm sending you so much love. If there was one practice that you would offer to people who are listening to this, who are working to find that balance in their lives, what would that look like? Mm. The, the practice would simply be referencing, you know, the piece of advice that we spoke about earlier, you know, going back to uh, let your eyes do the seeing, let your ears do the hearing, but let your heart be your compass. Um, follow that, you know, be aware of, you know, what you truly want out of life. It's so easy to get caught up in, you know, this is what I should do. This is what I shouldn't do. Fuck that. Anything that you think you should or shouldn't do, you know, connect with what it is that you truly want, what it is that your heart desires, because that that's where the fulfillment comes. That's where the personal development comes. That's where the challenges come. It's where the, you know, the most deeply enriching, enriching experience comes. So if you do feel stuck and looking for, you know, something to practice or implement or whatever it is, reference what it is you actually want and then pursue the fuck out of that. Thank you so much, brother. This has been a beautiful conversation. I'm very grateful for your time and to, to be here witnessing your journey. I am sending you love and wishing you a beautiful day at the start of your morning. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me. Be well. Peace.